All right, thanks for checking out this episode of our podcast. This is the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent, and as usual, I am here with Jason. What is up? Not much. What do you know? Uh, I know that we've got a, a pretty good podcast here for you today with Steve Murdoch. Yeah, I think we yeah. do. Uh, another uh, another good one. We're, you know, we've uh, interviewed some pretty, pretty awesome people, and uh, this is just some fun stuff. So uh, this is just, uh, this is no different. Right. Yeah, I think when we when we started this, our idea was to, uh, you know, obviously recover hard rock and heavy metal. You know, obviously that lends to the bands, the musicians. Yes. And talk about bands and musicians. Mm-hmm. But, of course, with this, we, you know, early on decided, you know, we want to start trying to get behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, people who work, you know, in all different facets of the, you know, the music. Definitely. Because, you know, when you've got... You know, every band was a local band. Right. And so it's good to, to kind of go back, you know, to this, and it's a crucial level in a band's career. And so it's it's good to uh, talk to these bands and talk to these, uh, you know, the guys that are behind the scenes that put on the shows and get their insight and their advice. Uh, so, you know, this is an important one, and I think it's a good one. Uh, you know, uh, up-and-coming bands, you know, uh, should, you know, listen and, you know, take some, take some advice. So, and this would be one, this would be an episode to do it. Yeah, Steve Murdoch, he runs Murdoch Productions, which is a, puts on concerts, concert promoter, basically. Does a lot of stuff around town, around the area. So, we get into all that stuff and we get into, like Jason said, you know, he gives a lot of, uh, gives some tips for some up-and-coming bands, talks about things that, do's and don'ts things that bug him you know we and of course we just get into some music music talk in uh, general like oh we, it'll always go there right because you know that's the common thread we all love heavy metal we all love hard rock uh, so we get into some great some great stuff about zeppelin some you know some great stuff about uh you know pantera pantera uh it's just uh just good stuff it was a fun conversation for sure yeah, and you if you're if you're not, you know, familiar with Steve and you are looking to get on, you know, a, a rock or metal show around here, just look him up on Facebook and send him a message. And like he says on this thing, just hit him up that way, find him at a show, whatever, and talk to him. And if you've got music that he can hear, you know, he'll he'll see what he can do. Definitely. And in the meantime, you need to check out our previous podcast because we talk about several bands in this in this one that you know we've already done podcasts with like the guys from Severmind and Driver and who am I forgetting oh uh, you know <laughs> there's some uh, obviously we just did uh, Steve Ray yeah there's that some talk about up. that right. well you can find all those on SoundCloud um, you can also find them on our website which is thethunderunderground.com we've got Facebook like we always say Facebook Twitter Instagram and a YouTube channel, and all those links are right there on the website. And the YouTube channel has a playlist that we put up for every episode. And of course, this episode will be included, which would be episode 15. Subscribe to us so you can check all that stuff out. And hopefully here in the future, we plan on having some videos up of random Thunder Underground shenanigans. Of course. Right. Because what would it be without shenanigans? And uh, it's all about shenanigans, yeah. right? Yeah, and 
Speaking of shenanigans, if you own a company named Shenanigans and you want to sponsor us, you know, <laughs> give us a call or send us send us a message and we'll we'll pimp out your shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. I, I really fucking hate saying that word, but, you know, if they'll sponsor us, I'll do it. Right. Whatever. Why not? All right, well, we appreciate you listening, and we will see you. I don't want to say see you next time because this thing's not even over yet, but we will see you soon. Yes, see you very soon. <laughs> this doesn't happen very often, by the way. The, the whole the whole phone turned off thing. We are honored. We are. Honored. <laughs> well, it ain't it ain't that. It's just it, it's that thing. That thing just yeah. Mm, it does not shut up. So okay, what do we do? What do we do? Do I tap into this? <laughs> yeah. Is it on? Are we going? Yeah. We're recording. Yeah. So how long you been doing? Murdoch Productions. <clears throat> Murdoch Productions has been going for almost two years now. Um, legally, about a year, but a little bit, you know, two, almost three years now as, as far as booking shows and, and, uh, and setting things up around town for, you know, for decent shows for bands to play on. Uh, I've been in the scene, though, uh, Longer than that, um, I go all the way back to uh, to the Windjammer, uh, wow. late '80s, early yeah. '90s. Um, I've been around a long time, man. Like you guys just interviewed Steve Ray, right? Uh, dude, I've known him, Cali, long time. Not not on a personal level. I've known of him for 20, 25 years. Yeah. You know, uh, he's been around a long time. That guy's. That guy's got street credit. Right. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Uh, yeah, I've been. Did you uh, work? Been doing it a while. Did what? Did you work Windjammer? Or uh, bounced at the Windjammer. Okay. Yeah, bounced. I didn't book any shows there. Um, there, I was twenty-one years old, wet behind the ears, <laughs> right. just enjoying getting paid to whip on people. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was awesome. Yeah. Yes. I think about the time we got 21 was about the time when Jammer was ending. Because, yeah. No you know, all the shows would go to in the early 90s. People would talk about, you know, go to the one Jammer after the show. But we were, you know, 16, right. 18. Yeah. So we right. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was 18 and over. Uh, was it? it was 18 and over uh, wet bar. And at that time, I'm pretty sure it was the only bar in town that was like that. Really? Uh, we had this <laughs> rail that went around the bar. And if you were, if you were 21, you could stand inside the rail but if you if you weren't you had to be out here and had two different hand stamps that we were looking at because you could take your drinks outside the rail and people were all the time you know hooking their buddy up yeah and, you know yeah. here's a long island tea and, <laughs> um, and uh, we take them away take the drink away from them <laughs> kick them out and all that jazz but dude i saw a lot of bands at the wind jam saw a bit uh <clears throat> warrant came to town one night it was on a halloween night uh -oh. And uh, when Janie Lane got done, when they, when they got done, Janie said, "We're going to the Windjammer," and threw the mic down and walked off stage. Yeah. And we didn't realize that 
that he had done that. Yeah. Until, you know, 8,000 people showed up and wanted to get in the club that night. And it just, we had a line all the way around the building, people trying to get in. Did At that time, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they showed up. Yeah, they showed up. There was a, I can't remember the band that was playing that night. I want to say it was Edwin Dare. Uh, but I can't remember for sure. They were really good, and Janie jumped up on stage with them. They did a few songs together, and, and I mean, wow. the place was just packed. That's you, crazy. You couldn't, you, you couldn't shoehorn another person in there that night. You know, it was <laughs> it was crazy. But that you know the scene was different then. You know they, you didn't have the damn cell phones and the internet and and, and all that. I think internet was around, but nobody had it because <clears throat> uh, it was just you know. Yeah, you got to be, you know, Bill Gates yeah. to get the internet. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, expensive, and right. nobody had cell phones. Yeah, if, if they did, uh, it was probably a, either a bag phone or, or that big, the big gray brick. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, nobody had phones. A few people had pagers, uh, so the communication wasn't like it is now. You know, it wasn't an instant gratification thing mm-hmm. like it is now. Yeah. Uh, we relied heavily on uh, on radio, you know, radio advertisement, yeah. and and but even that has changed. Uh, to you know, you got a lot of corporate radio stations now that they mm-hmm. only allow certain songs to be played, and and they have to meet a criteria. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. You know, <clears throat> the all the uh, all the, the the cowboy DJs, the the hot rod DJs, <laughs> you know, they're pretty much all gone. Yeah. And I mean, there's yeah. There may be a few of them around here and there, but as far as a, a DJ reaching over and pulling an album, a song off of a, a, a stack and, and choosing what he yeah. wants to play, that's done. Yeah. You know, oh, unless yeah. it's a, a completely independent, like RSU radio out mm-hmm. there. I think they do some stuff. Uh, uh, Turbo, uh, he was a disc jockey out there. He was, he's at the Cat in Oklahoma City now, but he was... Uh, he was the RSU DJ for a while, and they play a lot of you know underground local stuff, uh, heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's right but things are different now. I mean, it costs you an arm and leg to to get prime time oh, yeah. radio advertisement <laughs> you know, nowadays, and and then you got to sign into a contract, and it's just uh, it's it's man, it's expensive. <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars for you know a few months, a yeah. month's worth of you know, prime time, you're, yeah. you're, you're paying for it. And you're, yeah, wow. well paying for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but, but do you think it's something like that's really needed as much? Since a lot of people, I mean, radio listens has probably dropped in the last 20 years. So it's well, in social media. I like, think it could be a good thing if it's utilized correctly. Okay. <clears throat> uh, you know, obviously in, in town here, uh, as far as the, the the heavier rock stations go, KMOD's the, the, the go-to place. I think that it could still be useful, okay, if somebody could afford it, right. okay. Uh, people rely heavily on social media. They rely heavily on the, the, the Facebook and the, the Twitter and the, you know, whatever other ones are out there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and it's very impersonal. It's very cold. Okay? Um, people tend to, 
if, if they hear it on the radio, it's something. It, right. It's a thing. You, know, you can see anything on Facebook. You know, you can see monkeys screwing. You can see, <laughs> you know, cats and, and yeah. you know, concerts and, you know, just all this different stuff on there. But it's very impersonal. It's very cold. Uh, it's not, it, it's not, you're not face-to-face with somebody. So you have to, you have to target the market and you have to just blast it out there if you're going to rely completely on Facebook, which nobody should be relying completely on Facebook. No band, no promoter, nobody, mm-hmm. okay? because it is completely unreliable. You can set up an event page and there'll be, you know, 500 people say they're going to show up. Yeah, you invited 3,000 people. Yeah. 500 of them say they're going to show up. And then the night of the show, there'll be 50 people. Yeah. Okay? It, it's, it's, it's unreliable. Now, granted, a lot of people will say that they're going, and that's cool. And, and life happens. You know, you you know, you know couldn't get a babysitter or, you know, your, your car's broke mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. You know, whatever reason that there is that you can't make it to the show, unfortunately, you're not able to make it. You know, you can you can put it, roll that red carpet out there for the people to show up, and then it's on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a matter because you can't you can't force people to show up. Unfortunately, you can't force people. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it'd be nice if all the people that liked that hit like on something, you know, what what that could turn into because you yeah. know somebody will you know they'll have a thousand people like something, but you know they won't go buy the album or show up at right. the show or something right. so yeah right. i mean it's it, you know I, I like what you're saying about you know you can't rely you still got to get out there and be sure. seen and you sure. know meet people and you know all that stuff there's a band here in town uh grind <clears throat> uh, uh dale diver cj mcclellan uh, jb and tim uh they're a great band but they went old school on this last show that they just had their CD release show at, at the shrine. I put it on uh, and they, uh, they went over and they printed off 200 flyers <laughs> and they went around downtown, just old school guerrilla marketing, you know, stapling them to telephone poles, Oh yeah, you know, and it worked out pretty, you know, got to say, I think it worked out pretty good. We had a bunch of people there at the show. Uh, they had a, they had a great show. Those guys were really good really good cool. yeah, I've seen that name a lot lately <clears throat> yeah. just hadn't, hadn't seen them yet personally oh yeah yeah. they they do a good job man they're all seasoned players they're they're not you know they're not 12 yeah. uh, so they they know how to handle themselves at a show um, there's there's a lot of bands here in town that are that are real professional about how they carry themselves mm-hmm. um, of course with everything you know there's some that that aren't so professional um I'm not going to go name any names or oh, anything no. like that, but uh, they know uh, they know what to do and what not to do. And then some of them, they kind of, you know, they want to know what to do and what mm-hmm. not to do. They just never been in a situation yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, uh, you know, it's just like everything, man. There's Cadillacs and there's Yugos. That's right. And everything, <laughs> you know, there's there's Cadillac refrigerators. And there's Yugo refrigerators, you know, and then, and it, 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 it goes with all bands, yeah. you know, everything in life. Well, um, you know, that was one of my, that was going to be one of my questions actually is 
bands that you know do it right and do it wrong i mean what are some pet peeves or things you've seen from bands that just show drive up you on nuts time. yeah show up on time okay if, if, if load in <laughs> is at five o'clock be there at five o'clock yeah okay uh now there are some exceptions you know one one of the guys in the band he don't get off work till eight o'clock but they don't play until 10 o'clock Okay, fine. You know we can we can work around that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're, you have to be flexible. Yeah, you, you can't be just you know Nazi promoter guy. You know, no no show for you two years. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. But you know, you you got to you have to adapt. You got to it's it's a it's a very dynamic situation uh, putting on a show. It's a it's a dynamic situation at the show, uh, whether it's. You know, we're, we're trying to get gear off the stage and we're getting the next band on and somebody drops a snare drum. And, you know, now that's, we can't use that one. We're going to have to come up with another plan. You know, it's always modify on the fly. Yeah. So, it, uh, uh, yeah, show up on time. Man, if, if you've got a 45-minute set, do 45 minutes. You know, if when that 45 minutes is over and it's time to clear the stage to get the next band on, hurry up. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, we ain't got time right now to sit and chit chat with Buffy. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can talk to Buffy in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Once we get you guys off and get the next band on, get ready to go. Awesome. Uh, because I work, <clears throat> I, I what I do with Murdoch Productions is separate from what I do when I work with Axis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm on the Axis crew. But that's the extent of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I do work with with Sunshine from Axis from time to time, on on different shows. Um, I work her stage at Rocklahoma. Um, there there's we we have a good working relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to step on her toes. We communicate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I let her know if I've got a, a show that I'm putting on, and I know that that she's working on a heavy show too. I don't. I, I try to work around that. We we don't want to. I don't want to have a heavy show going on and then have her have have a heavy show going on the same night because mm-hmm. we're just splitting the crowd. Yeah. And that that's not that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. It doesn't help the bands. True. Doesn't help the venue. Doesn't help nothing. You know. Uh, <clears throat> but the uh, what, what I do from her is 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 separate from her. So, but I but I try to pattern what I do off of. What we do at Rocklahoma, mm-hmm. okay? We we had our our set times, our in between set times, down uh, to about about seven eight minutes uh, between bands last year. Wow, uh, that's that's great. That's <clears throat> but awesome. there's like twelve of us. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. half of us are taking a band off, and the other half's bringing a band on at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. So, it, but it's very fluid, and we mm-hmm. all <clears throat> everybody on the crew either is a musician, an active musician, or is involved in music somehow. Mm-hmm. So we all, we know what to expect. We know what to look for and, and that kind of thing. Know what, you know, this goes here and this goes here and, and that yeah. kind of thing. So at, at a local show, uh, I, I try to do the same thing. About 15 minutes in between is, is it, it doesn't sound like a very long time, but it can be an eternity. Mm-hmm. If if we're we're waiting and we're watching people go out the door, because there's yeah. not a band playing there. Yeah. Uh, I've been out to some shows that 
that I haven't put together or anything, just go to a show and, and there'll be 30, 45 minutes in between bands. Yeah. And that just, that drives my ADD up the wall. Yeah. I, I, I cannot compute that. After, after about 10 minutes, I'm starting to get sketchy. I'm like, I'm like, we need to come on. We need to hurry, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, back to the bands, they, they, they know mm-hmm. they, and they try their hardest and they do a great job. And, you know, there's times when I'm not sweating 15 minutes. I mean, if we got to go, if, if it turns into 20, ah, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing, you know, um, a lot of it depends on the sound guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, sound guys got to mic up the drums. Yeah, they got to get all their levels on the for the monitors and all that, right? Yeah, and sometimes that takes a minute. You know, depending on the drum kit. You know, it, like Mike DiPetrello with Driver. Yeah, he's got that big old <laughs> yeah. that that he's, thing that he drives. He's got that big old thing he drives, man, and and. We're we're pretty good at it now. Me and me and his drum tech, Doc. Uh, we we work together real good. I mean, I'm not a drummer, but I'm a drummer at heart. Mm-hmm. So when the when the set's over with, I immediately go for the drums. I start pulling mics off the drums and start getting drums off stage because yeah. that's the thing that takes the longest. Yeah. Um, we generally stack the amps up, kind of like dominoes, and then accordion them down uh, to where they take up less space on TV, on on the stage but as as each band gets done they'll pull their amp off their you know the guitar amps and the bass amps yeah. off and yeah. then the next band stuff is right there yeah you know so we don't have to deal with that we do that at the beginning before anybody gets there and then we're just swapping out drums yeah so <clears throat> the time time get on get off get on get off yeah uh, you know if if I don't care if you invite your dog, invite everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who it is. Are they in Washington? Invite them. Okay, <laughs> I don't care because there, there's there's safety in numbers. Okay, if, if you know, it's just like gazelle. Mm-hmm. You know, one gazelle is going to get eight, a thousand of them. Most <laughs> yeah. of them are going to get away. Yeah, you know, but you, you got to get you got to get as many people in there, asses in the seats. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, you know. A lot of venues will ask, uh, will ask a band, uh, how many people can you bring? That's a loaded question. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've got, you know, 4,000 people on my friends list, but not all of them are going to show up. You yeah. know, if I was a band, I'd, I, if somebody asked me that and I was a band, I'd be like, man, I can't, there's no way I can answer that question <laughs> accurately. Yeah. You know, without, you know, I can lie to you. Tell you, five hundred people will be here. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to open up the back patio for more capacity, you know, or something like that. But it's you can't you can't do that. Um, the uh, just marketing, man, telling people about the show. If it, if it's a ticket sale show, carry them tickets with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You know, you stand in line at Walmart. There's somebody behind you. Yeah. Or there's somebody in front of you. You're standing there for ten minutes. Hey, that's an opportunity to sell somebody a ticket. Yeah, you yeah. Know, say I'm in. Hey, I'm in a band. Here's where we're playing. Here's a ticket. Yeah. You know, get your salesman hat on. Yeah. You know, and people will try to. People will try. Bands will try to. I, I hear this from bands. The argument of, well, we're all selling to the same hundred people. 
Mm-hmm. Well, go go find a hundred different people. You yeah. know, go stand out in front of Starship. Yeah. And and pimp your band. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about: getting your name out there. Yeah. You know, and name recognition is is everything. Yeah. You know, it's everything, dude. Definitely. You know, so so yeah, those are those are pet peeves of mine I guess yeah, yeah. nice nice but yeah I mean uh, I, you talk about tickets uh, Mike from Driver is real good at that he's always on Facebook mm-hmm. trying and when we were doing the interview with him he's like I gotta I gotta meet a guy with some tickets in 30 minutes you know yeah. I mean yeah. that's that's what he I, I thought in his enthusiasm that's just what you gotta do yeah that Mike totally, is a machine yeah that's Dude, totally Mike what you is, have to do Mike is a a, a I, I, that guy eats, sleeps, and breathes. Driver. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's what you have to do. You know, that's 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 just fact. Yeah, and that's just fact. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. What are what are your um, like when you when you get a show going? I mean, do you how do you pair the bands? Is it just who's available or who you're digging on or who would go together in a bill better or? all of the above really really yeah okay yeah i mean i may get hit up by a band from out of town um and they've got this one day that they can show up and i'll go listen to whatever it is that they've got you know go to reverb nation and, and yeah. things like that and yeah. i'll try to pair them with with bands that'll fit mm-hmm. um the, i've seen it before where where people put together shows and it'll be it'll be just you know, some death metal and then some kumbaya <laughs> and then, you know, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. at, at all. I mean, everything's got to have a little continuity to it. You know, you want to have it, you know, you don't want Neil Diamond and Poison on the same show or Neil yeah. Diamond and Napalm Death on yeah. the same show. I mean, it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> if you do that at some point, half of your crowd is going to leave. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with with Neil, when Neil's done, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> Just going with that Neil Diamond, Napalm Death analogy, when Neil's done, <laughs> as soon as Napalm Death starts, yeah. Neil's crowd's leaving. Yeah. Okay? Because they don't know what they're in for. You know? And vice versa, Napalm's crowd ain't showing up until Neil's done. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you got to balance it. You know, you got to you got to come up with some way of legitimizing it and, mm-hmm. and making it a, sh- a a show that people are going to be there all night long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or is you know till you know midnight, twelve thirty, when everybody thinks they're going to turn into a pumpkin and yeah. they leave. Uh, <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so that's a and that's a pet peeve of mine with the fans that come out. If you're going to come out. Come out, man. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Hang out, man. Shoot the breeze. Come find me. I'll shake your hand and I'll talk about all kinds of crazy shit with you. <laughs> you know? Just hang out, man. Yeah. There, there's, there's nothing worse for a band than you've got a full house and then it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you start playing, you can literally see the crowd leave. Mm-hmm. Whether you're good or whether you're oh, not. Yeah. I know. They just didn't come to see you. They came to see the band before you. Yeah. Okay? And, man, that's rough on a band, dude. That's, yeah. that's rough. You know, especially if a band, the band should give 110%, even if they're playing to a bar stool. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah. That's that's the consistency oh, yeah. of it. 
Definitely. I know of I know of national acts, regional acts that they'll they'll show up and uh, one band in particular um, they posted a deal just the other day that uh, he said we played for like a total of ten people and half of those was bar staff. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I know that particular band and I know that they played as if they're playing. At, at Carnegie Hall yeah. or Madison Square Garden. You, know, you never know who's out there. You never know who's going to be Even if there. there's five people, one guy might be somebody that has nope. a hookup. No, nope. you never know who's going to be there. And that's, yeah. that's the trick. You know, I, I've gone to shows where the, you know, the, the, the band will be up there and, and they'll get three or four songs into it and there'll be three or four people there and they'll just quit. <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, that is not yeah. that is not the way to do it, man. You you finish that thing. Yeah, they'll 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 quit, and then they'll bitch that they don't get paid. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, if you it depends on how you have it structured, as to how much you get paid. Yeah. Okay. There's many different ways to structure a show. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes they do a percentage of the bar. Sometimes they'll do the 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 bands will get the door. Uh, if they do ticket sales. Uh, <clears throat> on my on my ticket sales, they'll they'll get you know at least five dollars off each ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, depends on the price point on the ticket. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a, a little bit cheaper advanced ticket, charge a little bit more at the door. Yeah. You know, to give people the incentive to get the tickets from the bands. Yeah. Because that's how the band is getting paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's other ways of out there. The there's there's pay to play. Bands hate it. I don't like it either. They'll they'll have a deal where you'll get a stack of tickets. You, you you as a band will the the traditional pay to play is you as a band come to me. I hand you let's just say a hundred tickets, yeah. and you're going to sell all hundred of those tickets. Yeah. Okay. If you don't sell all hundred of those tickets, you owe me for those tickets. Yeah. Okay. Or they'll make you pay for them up front. And then you turn around and sell them to recoup your money, and and then whatever you know cut you're getting off of that ticket is is, yeah. is how that works. Yeah. And and it, that puts so much pressure on the band. Yeah. You know now sometimes it's easy. Okay. Sometimes you know like if a like let's just pick on driver uh, because because I like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's just say. Driver is opening up for Iron Maiden. Okay. Okay. And the promoter comes to Di Petrello and hands him a hundred tickets at twenty dollars a piece. Yeah. Okay. And and tells him, you're gonna have you got to pay me for these twenty bucks a piece for these hundred tickets. You got to yeah. pay me for that right now. Yeah. Okay. Shows three months from now. Okay. But you're gonna pay me for those tickets. Now, Mike in turn takes those tickets and goes and sells them at. 20 bucks a piece or however much they are yeah. okay but he's got that that selling point of hey we're opening for Iron Maiden yeah here's a ticket people will swoop them up quick mm-hmm. okay a pay to play on a on an all local show yeah. ain't gonna work yeah. ain't gonna work at all okay uh, a pay to play on a mm, regional band it might work it might work a little bit it's not going to be great. Okay? Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on the band when it's a pay-to-play. Okay? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. <clears throat> the way I structure a ticket deal is there'll be the tickets will be $6 in advance. 
the band gets five dollars off each ticket okay easy easy simple math mm-hmm. okay simple math yeah you know the the extra dollar that comes off the ticket that comes back to me and then everybody gets out and that you know i hand them a stack of tickets with the potential their 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 payday destiny is in their hands at that mm-hmm. point yeah. okay i don't want the tickets back you can use them for whatever you want to do. You can use it for wallpaper, for all I care. <laughs> I don't care. You know, you just, but that's how you're yeah. getting paid. And they yeah. understand that up front. That's the biggest thing. Everything has to be up on the table. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. There can't be a bunch of stupid ass secrets going on. Yeah. Okay. Because you, at the end of the night, whenever it comes down to are we getting paid or not, well, with the ticket thing, you already know that you, what yeah. you've gotten paid. We're, we're done with that. We don't have to deal with that. If it's a percentage off the bar that four bands are splitting, mm-hmm. here's where the crowd comes in, okay? If, if the band is getting 10, 20% of the bar, 10, 15, 20% of the bar, whatever it may be, that's that's that percentage of the bar sales, mm-hmm. okay? So that gives the, the bands the incentive to get people in there and get them up to the bar drinking. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, that's how they're getting paid, Yeah. okay? Uh, same way with the door. If they're not getting a percentage of the bar, they're getting a percentage of the door, okay? Or they're getting all the door, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But if you've got five guys in the bar, they're the only ones that show up for the show, and those five guys are sucking on one pitcher of beer all night long, <laughs> and you got four bands playing, Uh-oh. and you're getting a percentage of the bar, yeah. you could have literally stayed at home and made more money mowing your neighbor's yard yeah. without hauling all your gear <laughs> up to a venue. Wow. So it's very, it's very, you know, I don't want to say, you know, that it's three-card money, but it's kind of a, you know, it depends on how you do it kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. I mean, you've yes. got different options, and sometimes there's combinations of those options, and or it's just that. Yeah. You know, it depends, it depends on the bands. Yeah. It depends on who you're bringing in. Right on. You know, if I'm bringing in Iron Maiden... Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, that will that probably never happen. <laughs> hey, you never know, never know. Dude, those those guys are those guys are high dollars. <laughs> yeah, oh, high dollars. I, I would not surprise me if it was a million dollars to get Iron Maiden show. I bet. Yeah. Would not surprise me. I you bet. Know, you got to pay for all that jet fuel that they're, yeah. they're flying around. Flying, with, yeah, for Bruce to fly them around on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and all the uh, the giant Eddie robots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to have an acoustic maiden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Acoustic maiden. That would be cool. A little one-off show. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. They, they've got some stuff that would, you know, <clears throat> would work acoustic. They, and they've got a few acoustic songs, so. It'd be awful hard to do Run for the Hills. Yeah, acoustic, I know. I know. You know? Yeah. How are you going to do that big and, drum roll? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and could Bruce stay still for that long? I doubt it. Doubt it. He'd have to jump over something. I doubt it. Yeah, he'd have to do something, man. You know, yes. Out there in his little, his little one of the, the, the military pants and jumping and bouncing around. Hey guys, that's awesome. I'd be jumping and bouncing around if I was making that kind of money yeah. too. Hell yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day. One of these days, hopefully. God, I hope. I hope. Robert Plant's gonna call me and tell me he's gonna say, Steve. I got the band back together. <laughs> we need you to book our shows. There you go. Uh, he, he's he's the holdout, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's the only one that won't do it. Yeah, he's a bastard like that. <laughs> <clears throat> Dude, that would be such an easy tour to book. Yeah. That'd be like 70 phone calls. Yeah. To, to each of the, the, the big venues in each mm-hmm. state. A couple states got 
a couple of big venues. So you 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 call you call the BOK, you get the booking office on the phone, and you just say, hey, I'm representing Led Zeppelin. We're going to be at your place on this day. Be ready. Yeah. Would all that all you have to do? <laughs> and it wouldn't have. It wouldn't be none of this. Hey, can I get an open date? Yeah. You know, yeah. we're going to be there November fifth. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you have that day. Clear it. Clear it. Yeah. Zeppelin is going to be at your place. And it, if they say no, they're stupid. <laughs> it, it, it would sell itself. Oh, dude. dude that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a $500 ticket, balcony back row. Oh, man. <laughs> Easy. Good Lord. Easy. They, did that one off, they did that one-off show in uh, 2007? Yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah. At the O2 Arena. Yeah. Minutes that thing sold mm-hmm. out. But did you get the numbers behind that? Uh-uh. Dude, they had right at 20 million requests for tickets oh my God. for that show. The internet numbers and all. Yeah. Nobody has those numbers. No, Nobody. Yeah. Dude, and they won't go on tour. Just chaps did, my ass. Dude, it just chaps my ass, man. Do you think it'll happen in our, you know, do you think it'll happen in their lifetime? I don't know. Dude, those guys don't have shit to prove. Yeah. Nothing. They ain't got nothing to prove. They they have got a catalog of music that that like somebody told me one time that you're that if you're in a rock and roll band, heavy metal band, heavy rock band, you're you're following one of two patterns. You're either following the Black Sabbath pattern or you're following the Led Zeppelin pattern. Mm-hmm. The Black Sabbath is a little deeper, darker. Mm-hmm. Zeppelin pattern is a more bluesier little pop mixed in there kind of thing. Yeah. And so you're following one of those two. Yeah. Whatever. If you take the, the family tree of, of rock and roll and metal and you condense it all back down, sure, it goes deep. It goes into the blues and, and the Delta blues and goes way, way back in the 20s and 30s. Oh, yeah. Right? But the, the, the catalyst, the, the, the defining moment, I think the defining moment in rock and roll was when... Black Sabbath started, and when Led Zeppelin started, yeah. those are the two defining moments because that's that's two, that's a serious branch in the tree. Yeah, uh, in the the tree of rock. Yeah, uh, yeah. You had the Beatles before, and the Beatles are great. You know that, but it's not. It, if I have my choice between listening to, you know, Slipknot or the Beatles, I'm going to Slipknot. Yeah. Just because. Thank you. You know, I, I, but I like the Beatles. Yeah. You know, but if I had to make that choice. No, nah, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I know <clears throat> yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, but yeah, the, it, it, you got to think like, you're right. If we didn't have Sabbath or Zeppelin, like it just would have been shaped so differently. Who knows what it would have been. All right, wrap your like, head around this. You know. I'm watching that metal show. Yeah. Okay. And Eddie Trunk, I can't remember who they were interviewing that day, but Eddie Trunk posed the question that, and this is a totally a Cliff Notes version of the question, but if, if you had to make a choice between mm-hmm. British metal or American metal, yeah. and not ever, whatever choice you make, you will, you will have never heard the other. <laughs> yeah. Roll that around in your brain yeah, for a little kidding. while, dude. Because no you got Sabbath, you got Priest, you got Zeppelin, you got you know all these you maiden, know, 
all that stuff. Yeah. Now, if you go with the American, you know, this is this is what I want. Later, right? And you will have never heard as if Black Sabbath and Zeppelin and, and all that never yeah. existed. Yeah. Which would you choose? Knowing what you know now, <sighs> which would you choose? Yeah. Yeah, I can't choose. Yeah. I can't. There's no. There's no that's way. It's like that's like trying to pick which kid. You know. <laughs> you, got, you got two kids. One's going, one's going to drown. Which one do you pick? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. I know. I know. I don't think I could pick, but I'm sure he would pick American just based off of Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax. Yeah, I mean, I'm a total <laughs> Big Four guy. I mean, that's yeah. where I start. But I mean, yeah. but at the same time, I mean. It, well, it's like you you don't you don't have you don't have that if you don't have Mm-mm. priest right. and maiden and Sabbath right. and Motorhead. Right. So, ugh, man, I don't I don't know. It's, it's you can't I I, I yeah, left the question no alone. Yeah, I, I rolled it around in my brain for about thirty minutes, and I was like, yeah, this is giving me a headache. I gotta quit. Awesome. <laughs> I can't think about it no more, man. Well, well, like talking about that, like maiden and Zeppelin and, and all that kind of stuff are. Is that like what's your what are your bands you know that got you started and got really grabbed you? The first it goes it goes way back. I I got to take it back to my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I know that my mom when I was little when I was still in a crib, uh, I know my mom was playing Zeppelin in the house. Yeah. Okay, so I I, I grew up around that. I can remember going through albums, you know the 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 tubular bells. You know, <laughs> that, that's, you know, there, there was Sticks, there was Zeppelin, there was, you know, all these great bands. <clears throat> of course, my stepdad would never let me play with his turntable. So yeah. I didn't get to mess with his stereo, yeah. unfortunately. But I, I see why, you know, this little <laughs> punk ass little kid, you know, <laughs> but he had the, he had the, he had the big home stereo speakers and, yeah. the, and everything was silver. Yeah. Still at that time, and he had the he had the reel to reel player. You know, he had <laughs> nice. all that. You know, that all that you know seventy stuff. You know, and, and uh, uh, the first album that I bought with my own money that I went out and earned with the intent of buying that album was Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Right. Okay? And and <laughs> I think that because of that. I learned all the words to all the songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could sing along with it. Maybe not note for note, but yeah. I knew all the words to all the songs on that. And those are those are epic songs, yeah. dude. I mean, you know, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is like twelve minutes long. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so I think that that's why I lean more towards bands now that I can understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of growlers out there. There's a lot of screamos out mm-hmm. there, that 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 death metal stuff. I got respect for it. They're doing their thing, and and that's what they want to do. Fine. Mm-hmm. You go out there. You it's your band. You can go play out in a pumpkin patch if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Just not for me. Yeah. You know I'm not I'm not so much into that. Some of it I like. Some of it not. Okay. But I like to be able to understand what the person is saying. And if you go listen to that Bad Out of Hell album, you can understand every word that's coming across there. Yeah. Okay. The first metal album that I bought was uh, uh, Quiet Riot, Metal Health. Right on. Okay. I, I heard it at school. There was a kid at school, and I was in, it's like seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. something like that. And this kid at school had a cassette. 
with, with this on there. And he had brought to school his little his little uh, cassette player, yeah. you know. You, yeah. had to, you had to push the two buttons to record and, and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. But he brought that, and, you know, so we're listening to, you know, Quiet Riot on this little mono speaker, yeah. you know. And I was, I was just blown away. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that, you know? And, and uh, I <clears throat> went out and mowed a couple more yards and and uh, had them take me down to Starship and, oh, yeah. and I bought that album. Hell yeah. And I just, I just fell in love with metal. Yeah. Then, you know? Yeah. And even then, you can understand every word mm-hmm. that Kevin DeBro saying. Yeah. Okay? And that's what I like because it, a, a song is a short story. Yeah. Okay? It's telling you something. It, yeah. you're, you're, it's describing something, whether it be good or whether it be bad. It's, it's a description of something. Yeah. Well, I want to know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go see some of these bands, man, and they're just, you know, it's like they took one breath and, and burp for five minutes. Yeah. Is that, you know, I can't understand a word they're saying. Yeah. And I don't well, know what it's about. Yeah. Well, you know, and we've talked about this before. You know, I there's a lot of that stuff I like. I think, and then there's, you know, I've said before, Lamb of God and like Hate Breed. Yeah. They're, they're growly, they're screaming, but you can still understand them. understand it. Except, but like when you... It. I guess it's just I don't know, but when you get into like the real deathy stuff and you can't understand anything, I just right. uh, you know. There's a band out like, of uh, oh, man. <clears throat> there's a band out of uh, Michigan. Uh, I've worked with them a few times. Uh, it's called Mine Enemies Fall, mm-hmm. and and dude, they are badass. Mm-hmm. They 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 are very unassuming. If, if you just if they just walk in the door right now, they're they're real quiet. They're real. <laughs> You know, please, thank you, yes sir, no sir. You know, can I sit here? Yeah. What do you need me to do? That kind of stuff. Man, but well, when they get on the stage, watch out. Your your ears are fixing to get raped. <laughs> you're, you're gonna walk out of there like, what the hell just happened to me? Dude, they are, but they are heavy. Yeah. Dude. And but but it, but the way the songs are structured, I can understand most of what they're saying. But dude, it's dude. When I get done listening to them guys, I feel like I go crush fuck a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's just something. It is just intense. Man. Yes. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's good stuff, man. I mean, I've I've been to a bunch of different shows. Like the best the best show, as far as just intensity level, that I've ever been to was at the Canes, and it was it was White Zombie and Pantera. Oh, on the man. Cowboys from Hell tour, yeah, and they they about peeled the paint off the walls that night. They, that the whole place did, was. Did a pit. you go to that? I went to White Zombie and Panther, but it was at the fairgrounds. I went to that one too, yeah. like the Cabaret, Cabaret Theater. Cabaret yeah. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was like it was like right six after. months or a year later. Yeah, right after the Kane show, and they figured out that oh, we got to get a bigger place. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I think there I think there may have been some stuff going on too that the Canes was like. Scared of you guys. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're not. We're not. You guys aren't coming back here, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know that for sure. But but yeah, I was at both of those shows, dude, and and it was just wow. Uh, yeah, because that uh, that one at the Cabaret Theater. That's the first like really metal show I went to as a kid. Right. And uh, before that, it was just like glam stuff. And right. uh, There was like I don't even remember, but I remember seeing like ten, eight or ten people taken out. Oh yeah, to the ambulance. Oh yeah, several of them on stretchers. Yeah, I guess oh, yeah. I don't know if they just weren't prepared. Well, all the plus they had all the <laughs> chairs everywhere. Oh, those folding chairs. Those chairs were stupid. You know, the chair thing was stupid. Those just went right flying the air, hitting people in the head. You know, oh yeah, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I bet they don't do that ever again. No. <laughs> they, they had the, 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 as intense as that show was at the cabaret, all those pits that were going on, there's three or four different pits going on. Now take that and just condense that down into the canes. Yeah. The canes, if you didn't want to be in the pit at the canes, you better get your ass up against the wall. Yeah. Because, dude, that whole room was just churning. Wow. Dude, it was, oh, amazing. Wow. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. The cleanest show, the cleanest, the, the, the one that was most perfect, that, that, that it, all the planets got in line and there was peace in the Middle the East, the, the sound, the look, everything. Yeah. It was Quiet Riot at the Canes. Really? It was it was Rudy Sarzo, Frankie Benali, Carlos Cavazzo, and Kevin DeBro. Wow. And it was just like they just plucked them out of 1985 and put them on stage. Really? And That's awesome. They had the clothes. They had the look. It, it, the, the, for, for a minute, I thought they were lip syncing. Really? Dude, it, it was just perfect. Yeah, Dude, and and every now and then you you catch a little a little hiccup in the vocals or a little hiccup in the, yeah. in the guitars or whatever. So you knew it. I knew it was live, but <laughs> but it was just. I mean, that was the first metal album I bought. Yeah, man. I mean, then, yeah, then like so. twenty years later, however long later it was, yeah. I got to see him, and I was like, ah, I am going, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Couldn't miss it, man. Could not miss that show, dude. It was great. Loved it. That's man. awesome. Uh. Getting well, back to, or go ahead, Trent. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, going back, I don't know if that's what you're going to say to <laughs> the, uh, the promotion end of it. Yeah, like, right. what got to, what made you decide to get Because <clears throat> to me, that seems really like something too divorce. stressful to want to do. Yeah. Divorce <laughs> caused it. Dude, uh, <clears throat> I, was, I was with this old what's-her-name, and she, if it wasn't George Strait, it wasn't shit. Oh, man. And that drives me up the wall. Yeah. Okay? So, going to a show, th- th- there was a period, long period there that I didn't go to any shows. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing the dad thing and I'm doing, the, you know, we're buying houses and buying cars and, you know, this, that and the other. And, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd hear on the radio, you know, so-and-so's coming to town and I'd go hit her up. I'm like, man, we, you know, I don't want to go. I don't know. All right, fine. You know, I'll be the the good the good guy, and yeah. I'll stay at home, and I'm not going to go to the show and that kind of thing. Well, what's her name left? Okay, we got a divorce, and I got tired of sitting around the house watching the paint fade. Okay, so there was still some people in town that I knew, and I met up with a couple of them, and uh, I started going to shows. I started listening to to the bands whenever they come off stage. They didn't know me. They didn't know who. Well, there was <clears throat> there was a few few who knew me from back in the day, the mm-hmm. Windjammer. But uh, I would just sit and listen, and and I'd hear their complaints. You know, we're we're not getting paid. We're getting screwed around here. We got you know our set got cut short, and you just take all that and you just store it back here in the back, and then I started. Uh, I thought I was going to be a, a, a photographer. I thought I was going to you know, start taking my camera out to shows and all that. <clears throat> no, that didn't last very long because I met Richard Gorman and Jimmy Fusion. Yeah. And I am not at that level yeah. of, of what those guys do. Those guys are great. And and I just, my camera's in my closet collecting yeah. dust now. Yeah. So 
I noticed that there was a kind of a void there because you can talk to 15 different people and the 15 different people will tell you, oh yeah, we book shows. Why I do this? Yeah. And I do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it looks good on paper. Yeah. Show you know. me. <clears throat> so I put together a few shows and started structuring them a little differently, you know, mm -hmm. to where the, the, the bands were in a better position to get paid at the end of the night. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, some places will have shows and they'll, they'll have to hire a sound guy to come in and, and, provide the PA that night okay and the sound guy was traditionally making more money than the bands yeah okay yeah I understand those guys need to get paid and I respect that and I and that's that's great I mean there's some great sound guys in town um, and I've worked with most of them mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> on different projects in different places uh, but at the end of the day I got to thinking about it and I was like man there, there's there's a few venues in town there's a difference between a venue and a bar, mm -hmm. okay? The venue is, is all-inclusive. Everything is there. You know, the stage is there. The, the, the PA is there. The lights are there. They're set up for it. They've got an in-house sound guy, yeah. and, and the, bar the, the venue takes care of him, yeah. okay? Whereas if you just go to a bar that just happens to have a little 110 outlet in the corner over there, <laughs> then, you know, you're paying a sound guy. Yeah. I don't think the bands should have to pay the sound guy because the way it was then, that's what they were having to do. Yeah. You know, whatever money they were supposedly going to make, they would turn around and hand it to the sound guy. Okay. Again, that's, that's the sound guy's business and that's what they do. And, and, and I'm all for it. You know, this, this country is built on entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you're doing as your entrepreneur, go for it. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a contractor myself. Yeah. So I completely understand it. So I started going to the Vanguard. I uh, did a bunch of shows at the Vanguard, but it's all inclusive. Okay. Yeah. They got the sound. Everything is there. Started doing shows at the Shrine. Same way there. Yeah. Um, I was doing all the booking over at Rum Runners whenever they were open up there for a little while before they lost their mind and closed down again. And, <laughs> uh, I've done, <clears throat> I've done a bunch of them at all those places, but that's to me, that's the best bet for the band. Mm -hmm. Okay, I ninety percent of the time when I do these shows, I don't make a dime. Yeah. Okay, but I structure it to where the bands can get paid if they hustle. If yeah. they if they get out and they do the work, the bands will get paid. Yeah. Okay. There's times when I get paid. Yeah. Okay. Not doesn't happen all the time. Okay. Uh, and and you ain't getting rich in this business. I don't care what anybody thinks. You ain't getting rich in this business. <laughs> no, it's hard to. <clears throat> it's hard, man. It's yeah. hard, man. It's not the '80s anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, in the '80s, dude, they were throwing money yeah. at bands. Oh yeah. And but it's not like that no more. Yeah. You know? Well, it's that's great that that you wanted to take on that role and that you're putting you know bands first. Because a lot of guys are just like, you know, me, 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 let's see how much I can make right. and whatnot. Right. That's a that's an awesome thing. Well, it, it, it perception is reality. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's a that's a big thing that, that we say over at Axis is that, that, you know, perception is reality. If you if you come across as as you're just a douche, mm -hmm. that's what you're gonna draw. Yeah. That's what you're gonna get. That's the reality that people are gonna see. Okay? Yeah, everybody's got haters. I got haters. I've got people that don't hate. 
Okay. Yeah. There's a few of them out there that, that, you know, I'm just, I'm the worst thing that ever come down the pipe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you had the same opportunity to go out and do a show the same way. <laughs> you chose not to. Yeah. Okay. Now, whether, you know, the, the bands dig how I'm doing it, great. If they don't, great. Yeah. That's their choice. Yeah. You know, you can, they can do whatever they want. Because <laughs> it's not my band. Yeah. I can't, I can't play an instrument if you put a gun to my head and I can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> so it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, my, my thing is logistics. Yeah. It, 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 making it happen. Making, yeah. you know, making phone calls, getting stuff you know getting donations for for raffles and at shows and things like that stuff that the bands don't they shouldn't have to mess with all that yeah you know yeah. show up play have a good time go home safe yeah that's that's the name of the game yeah you know and if we can get 80,000 people to show up at a show <laughs> why not that's even better you know yeah even better so, but, you know you're taking what you're good at and putting it to something that you love Right, you know that's right. awesome. That's right. that's a you good know, way to to marry the two. Like I said, like when you were talking to you earlier, and you were all you know, I, I get shy when I talk to people around it. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm that's not me. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. dude I will I will carry on a conversation with a coffee table if it'll talk back to me. <laughs> you know? But and you know, see, and that that's like kind of one of the questions I had is, uh, you know, back when I was playing out you know we had a guy josh who he would talk to anybody and he right. handled all that stuff right. and i just there i couldn't imagine going into a club and going up to a, a promoter i just couldn't i couldn't physically do it right you know and you know what what are what's a good way for you know young bands are just starting you know to to approach you or promote pr- approach a promoter just or something <clears throat> just go for it yeah, you know, just go for it. You, you, you put the put your music in front of people. Uh, have fun, don't suck. That's that's the motto. You know, <laughs> yeah. have fun, don't suck. Right uh, on. Ask Ask Di Petrello. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the uh, if if bands are out there and they want to play and they they've got something to listen to, okay, just look me up, man. Yeah. I mean. It, not everybody is going to get to play on every show. Yeah. Okay. There's some bands out there that that I've I've never heard of that that I can tell you right now, they need to stay in their mom's laundry room. <laughs> practice, practice, yeah. practice. Yeah. I know of a band in town. Uh, well, they're not in Tulsa. Uh, they're uh, <clears throat> down around Muskogee, uh, King High. Mm-hmm. And dude, they they practiced for almost two years before their first show. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it was at Vanguard. That I that's the way I highly believe that's yeah. the way to do it. That's yeah, that's the way I did it. You know, I, I remember seeing a lot of bands that were just like, What are you guys doing? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Go back and practice. <clears throat> I've had that's, bands I've had bands band members hit me up at shows. And that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You, you wanna talk to me, dude, I'm I'm wide open all the mm-hmm. time, man. It's an open door policy, but yeah. But I've had bands, band members come up to me before, and they they uh, we've never done a show. We want we want to do a show. We want you know we'd like to do a show with you. And do we need to bring our amps? Oh man! And and right there, that kind of tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. You know, yeah, you need to bring your amp. Um, <laughs> that's part of it. You know, might help. 
Uh, now, <clears throat> the other side of that argument is sometimes you know guys can just plug in, plug straight into a DI box, go right into the mm-hmm. board. Okay. Now you're leaving your tone in the hands of the of a sound guy who's never heard you. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a roll of dice that 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 the band has to take on their own mm-hmm. is what they're. But yeah, you bring your amp. You yeah. Know, bring your amp. Bring your guitars. <laughs> Bring your drumsticks, you know, <laughs> things like that. You know, that's that's just stuff that has to be there. And uh and you know, that was that was kind of the end of it with that with that conversation with those guys because uh now they've since they've they've since started doing their own shows and, and mm-hmm. have done some shows. Um I I, I, I watch them. Mm-hmm. I, I kinda from afar. Yeah. You know, when, when people don't even think I'm looking, oh, I'm looking. Yeah. You know, you got to. You got to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, you for know? sure. So, so, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that covers that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well you uh, mentioned, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I say you mentioned, uh, <laughs> we always run over each other. <laughs> driver and grind and trying to think. Hey, my enemies fall. Well, they're not local, but who, yeah. who's some other bands around here that you think? Dude, you know, there's are doing everything right that sound great that kind of thing there is so much dude the, the, the talent in this town is deep 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 um, any given weekend you can go out there and catch anything whether it's a, uh, a great blues band whether it's a the great metal band whichever there's um, <clears throat> man as far as who's doing it right there's so many of them. Um, you know, of course, you know, Driver's doing it right. Grind's doing it right. Um, I'm, I'm going to get myself into a corner right here because I'm going I'm to forget <laughs> to mention somebody yeah. or something. Um, <clears throat> we'll do it this way. They're, they're the, the, the bands that, that I enjoy, um, I, I enjoy the joint effect. Yeah. Okay? I got a lot of love for John Halata. Yeah. Okay? That guy... Man, he plays that panty dropping bluesy metal yeah. thing, dude, and it's just yeah. Mm. Uh, I've I've not seen them live yet. I've heard their stuff, and coming it up is, on it 12th. is nuts. Coming it up on the twelfth. Uh, <clears throat> there's uh, there's some bands out there that are that are more underground yeah. and and really don't they don't care. I, I say they don't care. That's that may be kind of harsh. They don't they don't put as much emphasis on on uh, uh, getting their name out yeah. there, yeah, and it's their choice. Yeah, um, but they're really good. Yeah, you know, um, uh, Severmind. I like I like those guys. Um, Derek, uh, he uh, he's the guy that does all my flyers. Mm-hmm. And he's their drummer. Um, you know, there's there's Cali. There's just so many. I can't even. Yeah, there's Blackwater Rebellion. You know, those guys are good. Uh, there's just yeah, they, the list goes on I'd have to turn my phone back on and go through my my list <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but <clears throat> there's 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 not a formula anymore you know used to if you did A, B, C, D you got a record contract mm-hmm. that was in the 80s yeah okay? part of the 90s uh, nowadays it's it's A, L, B, yeah. S, you know, it's just all over the map, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
because the record labels aren't there like they used to mm-hmm. be. Um, there's all this online crap and, and, and all that, you know, where the, you know, again, the band's getting screwed by iTunes or whoever, yeah. you know, I mean, who, who was it? Uh, Spotify. Spotify and uh, what, what is it? Taylor Swift pulled all her music off From of one of those. Cause, Spotify thing. You know, an Apple thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, you know, you get a, a million downloads and all oh, the artists just made 20 bucks. Yeah. Ah, that's not right, yeah. man. That's not right. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, my wife, she, uh, gosh, she saw an interview with somebody. I can't remember. She was telling me, and it was totally, it was like pop music, but right. some song, one of the biggest songs last year, I can't remember, you know, pop, you know, that all the kids liked. You know, it had like some insane number like 20 million downloads or some some right. crazy and but the guy only made twelve thousand dollars yeah i mean I, that yeah. just blew i mean i knew that was going on yeah but when the numbers are put in front of you like that it's like holy shit yeah that's just nuts you yeah, know I, mean, uh, I don't think last it was either last year or the year before uh there was there was no i believe if i heard this right there was no platinum selling artist yeah. That's insane. I remember reading that. Yeah. 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 But they'll have a million and something downloads yeah. of yeah. that one song. Totally. You know, back when I was growing up, you had to buy the whole album. The whole album. To get that that one song, you know. Yep. And, and that out that one album sale went towards yep. the end game of, of yep. you know, and, platinum artists. Now. And, and you hated the kid that just kept playing Inner Sandman over and over. Oh, you know, or whatever song, you know, that was the beginning of, of mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, you know, I may be old. I'm 46 this year, but I got to see all the cool bands mm-hmm. before everything went to what yeah. it is now. Yeah. You know, the, the festivals. Yeah, you know it's all about festivals now, and that's fine. I like festivals. I yeah. like going to them. You know, I, yeah. I completely enjoy them. And I mean, it's just you know, three or four or five, ten days of, of just chaos and mayhem mm-hmm. in a controlled environment, kind of. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, but it's cool. You know, uh, this this year at Rocklahoma was a, in a, a twenty year end game for me mm-hmm. uh, because I was finally able to catch Slayer. Yeah, okay. dude, I've been trying, whether it be you know life or or they're playing three hundred miles away mm-hmm. or it's you know damn I can't afford that ticket yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, but I got to see them this year, them and Anthrax. Yeah, so my so my big four is complete now. Yeah, but I got to see them from backstage. Oh man, that's awesome. So that that worked out really good. Yeah, you know that worked out really dude, good. Dude, Anthrax. Killed. Oh yeah, they, did. they were amazing. Oh, yeah, they did. Slayer was great too. Anthrax was just insane. <clears throat> I was right above Carrie's guitar tech up in the balcony. Uh, it would be stage left. And yeah. Looking at stages on the right hand side, but yeah. if you're at the stages on the left. But I was up in the balcony up there, looking straight down on 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 uh, on his guitars and his <laughs> tech and all that. And I got some really cool pictures of it. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it. Uh, it's fun, dude. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I I enjoy getting out and 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 meeting the people that come to the shows. Yeah. The the bands, um, all of it. And, and, you know, just but you know, 
like with everything else, there's, you know, there's an asshole every now and then. <laughs> that, that, but it's few and far between, yeah. man. And, and well, that that could be where your bouncing experience comes in. You dude, my bouncing days are done. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I, I don't heal as fast as I used to. Yeah, uh, I ain't near as strong as I used to be. Uh, I got this thing going on in my back. Yeah. yeah I'm okay. Done. Well, I'm done. I'll, right on. I'll go tap the bouncer on the arm and there say, "Hey, <laughs> point at that dude over there." That there, guy. Yeah, that guy. That you guy. Know. There's always that one guy. Yeah. You know, there's always that one. Right. You know, and you can usually spot them coming a mile away. You know, they're drunk when they get there or whatever they are. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, they just then they want to run around and start taking their clothes off or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, yeah, you're the idiot in the room today. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I got a buddy at work who went to that aristocrats thing at the Vanguard oh, yeah. the other day, yeah. and he said some guy at the audience at the very last song literally walked up on stage and unplugged Guthrie Govan's rig, what? and like when he did that, everyone just tackled him and yeah. And then they got the band got on the mic, Brian Beller, the bass player, and he said, Don't kick that guy out. Keep him in the corner. We want him. You know? Yeah. And and you know, and they said and they said, you know, if you're gonna come to our show and do this, you know, you're gonna pay for it afterwards. Sure. And, you know, I I, I, don't know, I just thought that was a great story. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that. Yeah. The stage is theirs. Yeah. When they're on totally. their playing that's their domain. Yeah. Okay. And and doing it when it when a band gets up on there, it, it's what. Okay, here's an example. John Halata, the Joint Effect. Okay. When John's up there playing, you can't say a damn word to him because he is 500 miles away. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's up there with his eyes closed and he's playing, and and nothing else is going on. Mm-hmm. In, in in his world yeah. at that moment other than playing this guitar to this song yeah okay you, dude I have stood on side stage over there and and have intentionally tried to get John's attention like hi you know and dude wow he, he is not even he, he's not even in this area code whenever whenever he's up there playing and and when that's happening that is a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Whether it's John, whether it's whoever, <laughs> it, it's a beautiful thing, yeah. man. Because at that moment, that artist is is completely zen with with himself and with everything that's going on around them. Yeah. They're, I mean, if you could if you could venture into their head while they're doing that, mm-hmm. you, you'd probably be just cruising through space. You know, just <laughs> you know, yeah. it, 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 to me, that's cool. Yeah. That's that's those moments that that you know everything in the world is is where it should be. Yeah. You know, whenever yeah. they're doing that, uh, and I see a lot of a lot of players do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I you know whether it be John, whether it be Slash, whether it be <laughs> whoever. You know, um, it, it's to me that's that's a cool thing. And to those musicians when they're on there, that moment is is like their heroin. Yeah, they gotta have it. Yeah, they gotta have it, dude. Yeah. And and you'll you'll see guys that bands that they just want to play all the time. Okay, well that's fine. That's great. Okay, yeah. but you're oversaturating yourself now. Yeah, okay? if you're playing yeah. every weekend, you know why am I going to go see you this week 
when I can go see you next week. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And and that's that's the, the, the fan side of it. Yeah. Okay. The the fan and me side of it. Yeah. Because I try to look at everything at six different angles. Mm-hmm. Everything has six sides. Mm-hmm. Top, bottom, right, left, front, back. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to look at everything from, from all these different angles and pick up on everything. Yeah. And and take the good and, and throw out the bad and yeah. try to try to make a cohesive thing. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what works, man. Do whenever they're up there doing that thing, though, no shit, man. That is, to, it, it, it's like they're fucking heroin, and they gotta have it, dude. And and, and that's awesome. I get to watch it. Yeah, you know, I like all right, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, get together, get to put together shows that that I want to see. Yeah, you know, uh, there's yeah. several shows that I have put together in the past that that. This is kind of like a this is a guilty pleasure show yeah. because this is I want to see these four bands play together. Yeah. You know, and and it works. Yeah. It works. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, what 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 shows do you have coming up? You know that you can, that you <clears throat> on, can talk uh, about on September twelfth. Uh, we've got the return of the Joint Effect. Okay. Um, they uh, they kind of went off the map there for a little while, changed drummers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they had uh, Royce Buckmaster was their drummer for a long time and uh, they went a different route they went over and uh, Anthony Hinton who is the drummer for even the dogs uh, he's now the drummer for Joint Effect oh okay uh, and it's going to be September 12th okay. okay is that at the shrine it's at the shrine um, it's a it's a three dollar cover to get in that night um It'll be, uh, it'll be ice cold glory, octave jaw, sever mind, and the joint effect. Those four bands. Cool. Uh, and and then I'm not gonna tell you what order they're in, and I'm not telling you what time they're coming around. Yeah. Play. <laughs> Show up early, stay late, support everybody. There you go. That's the trick. And three dollars yeah. is a steal. Three dollars is yes. a steal for four bands. Yes. Dude. I don't know if you ever ever heard Octave Jaw play, man, but those guys are really good, man. Cool. Really cool. good. They're from Ardmore. Really? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ice Cold Glory is from Tulsa. Uh, of course, Severmind and, and yeah. Star Effect are both from Tulsa. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've got a, uh, on September 11th, at Vanguard, uh, Enslaved by Fear, and uh, Threat Point, Derailed, uh, abstract entity and even the dogs. Uh, wow. Threat point derailed and enslaved are all going on tour together, and that's their first really? show of the tour. Oh, that's cool. Uh, You'll be busy that weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, that's September 11th, and then, and then September 12th. On uh, the 4th of. Uh, of September, mm-hmm. if that's a Friday, if the fourth is on a Friday, mm-hmm. I'm doing a uh, an open jam. Oh yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> saw that flyer. Little a uh, little different pretense on it though. Not uh, not your not your your dad's jam session. <laughs> you know, do a do a. Uh, there'll be five jugs, and as musicians show up, they'll write their name on a piece of paper and put their name in the corresponding jug mm-hmm. as to. You know, there'll be a drummer jug and a guitar jug and a vocal jug and a rhythm guitar jug 
you know, put your name in the jug. We'll draw out five names, oh and that's the band for the next 30, 45 minutes. Okay? All covers, all hard rock metal. Okay? So they just have to like happen to know some stuff, the same stuff? <laughs> it's a roll of the dice, man. Oh my it's a God. roll of the dice. Now, I'm putting together, it hasn't all came together yet, um, but uh, me and a couple of guys uh, were... Uh, we're gonna to put together a, a kind of a hand-picked uh, nothing but Pantera, really, for you know however long they can go. Yeah, you know, um, like you're gonna make the band. You mean like pick the guys for the band? Yeah, okay. yeah. There's there's a few <clears throat> there's a few guys in town, uh, probably more than a few, more than than I know about. But there's a few guys that I know about in town that uh, I've got a vocal guy already. Well, and, we know and, Dean Petrillo loves Pantera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna play though. Um, I've got a uh, uh, I've got a guy for vocals. I've got a guy for drums. Um, probably got a guy for for lead guitar, dimes spot. I know this guy. I've known this guy for years and years and years. Um, I know that he can play those tunes. Yeah. I've just got to make sure he's got his shit together before he gets on stage. Yeah. Okay. That's not a big deal. I can handle that. Um, and then I'm I got to come up with a bass player. Yeah. But that's not a problem. Either. Yeah. You know we got got a little bit of time between now and then. And, yeah. And the the guys that I'll put together, <laughs> like the drummer that I've got, he he knows every Vinnie Paul <laughs> lick. That's okay. awesome. The singer knows all the words to every Pantera song. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the guy coming in that to, to play, I don't know if he knows all, you know, all the way up to Southern Trink Hill and, and all that. I don't know if he knows all of them. Mm -hmm. But but I know that he knows everything on Cowboys from Hell and pretty much everything on Vulgar Display of Power. Really? Okay. Wow. So awesome. there's that, and then <laughs> the the bass player. If I get the bass player that I want, I'm not even worried about him. He'll come in and he'll just play, and, yeah. and it'll be beautiful. Wow. You know, but <clears throat> you got to hand pick that kind of thing. Though. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. I know this guy can. You know, it's all ingredients in the <laughs> soup, man. It's all ingredients <laughs> in the soup. You know. Oh, yeah. Got to keep tasting it. <laughs> Might need a little more salt. Nice, yeah. nice. No. Now that sounds that sounds like it'll be uh, pretty fun, pretty interesting. To see. I think it will be. I yeah. think it will be. It'll, it'll either be really cool or it'll fail miserably. <laughs> but it's a free show. Yeah, the yeah. Jam, the jam that night is a free show. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. But that's as far as as far as shows go. Those are the those are the three that I've got on my plate right now. Uh, the grind show is already done. Yeah, that's uh, as far as shows go. That's it right now. Right on. I'm probably forgetting something. But, <laughs> you know, that's all. I'm 46, it? man. Give yeah. me some slack, man. Give <laughs> me some slack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you got anything else? I think I think we covered it all. Yeah. I think we got it all. Y'all just kind of let me babble for yeah. however long. Yeah, that that's was. that's that's what that's it's the point, that's right? that's the point. <laughs> right. So yeah, all right, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, no get, problem. Coming out to shows, dude. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, man. Is, is getting people out to the shows. Yeah. Uh, just come out, man. Just come out. Yeah. And enjoy it. Definitely. That's, that's the that's the the best part about it. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
is just getting out and enjoying it, man. I I don't know if if, if there wasn't no such thing as music. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. with 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 life in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if all we had to choose from was Neil Diamond. I'd probably kill somebody. Yeah. It's yeah. probably what I'd end up doing. You know? yeah, but if we didn't know any better, <laughs> we'd all be happy yeah. with it, though. You right. know? It kind of goes back to that question that Eddie Trunk did. You know, If you didn't know British bands or, yeah. or American metal, you had to choose one without ever hearing the other. No kidding. Which would you go with? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the question of the decade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sure is. Um, sure is. Well, thanks, I man. This is a, I enjoyed the insight. enjoyed the convo. Man, Appreciate no problem, it. Man. No problem. Right on.